Okay, so maybe it's just me, but my black people have got to stop calling everything another race does that resembles something that they do cultural appropriation, and in turn right around and appropriate another culture. It just looks bad, and it takes away from all the actual instances that cultural appropriation really happens. It's like the boy who cried wolf, except in this case, it's Twitter bitches, tucked in their feelings, triggered, bothered, aka big mad at bad baby or whatever the fuck her name is for wearing box braids, and offsets claim that hip-hop is just black culture, although some could argue it was non-black people who made him famous in the first place. As a matter of fact, I don't know one black person who considers Offset the top rapper in his culture. I'm not hating, I'm just saying. But first things first, let's address the Offset shit. Let's be honest here. He's inarguably the biggest rap group of this decade. He's richer than most rappers even though they would never admit it. He's beyond famous. The problem here is, I'm not sure if we had an actual look at the numbers, that those numbers will suggest it was black people that put him there. Now in his defense, I'm sure that I understand what he meant to say, and I'm almost sure it was directed at someone who deserved it. A person who isn't a fan of the culture, isn't involved in the culture, but thinks that they're the authority on commenting on the culture that they know nothing about. So I get it. So this really isn't an attack on Offset at all. All I'm saying is when we read some shit that you type without the context of why you're typing it or to who, then this happens. And I'm assuming that to your non-black fans, it sounded like, even though you white people buy my tickets and my music and my merch and love me, no matter what, you can never be a part of this culture, so fuck all y'all. Now for my queen. Listen, my beautiful black woman, I love y'all. And if no one else tells you, you're special. You are royal. However, if you own and wear a wig, a weave, or any other type of hair extension that does not resemble natural black hair, then by your own definition, you are 100% appropriating some European or Asian or another number of cultures. But I'm not supposed to say anything about it, huh? You see how ridiculous it sounded when I said you were appropriating the culture? Believe me, y'all sound 20 times fucking stupider when you proceed to try to drag this little white girl from wearing box braids, and then I click and look at your profile picture, and you got Malaysian kinky 26-inch bundles in looking great, might I add, but still, your mama isn't Malaysian. Now, I'm not gonna sit here and act like the little catch-me-outside bitch is perfect. She gets on my fucking nerves. Matter of fact, she rubs me the wrong way all the time. But I'm saying if you don't like her for that, then just say that. But don't try to wrap it up in the guise of some type of racial shit because that hurts the black voice when it comes to actual, real black issues. Basically, what I'm saying is... Shut the fuck up! Expeditiously. I'm KJ Bryant, and it's not just me. The following program is for adult audiences only. Those motherfuckers! Anything you want to let niggas know out there on the on some real sweet shit where you ain't got to hold your tongue. Know what I mean? What's the deal? Ben. Notice. 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 All right. Welcome to It's Not Just Me podcast. You already know who I am. But for the first time listeners, my name is KJ Bryant and we do this thing weekly. Um, Before I get into anything, I'm chilling with my homeboy Santiago and he just pointed out to me that there is a fucking Kanye Bible on the internet. Like a real thing. I didn't believe this shit. So I looked it up on my phone and for sure enough, there is a book called the Book of Jesus Bible 
which is a new it basically it's the book of genesis but everywhere where the place where the word god was now says kanye now i told you guys <laughs> when we first started this podcast that a lot of shit is going to change and you're going to see some things happen that are going to seem unfamiliar if billboard and them the gatekeepers allow this album to be considered a gospel album i told you a bunch of shit was going to happen because of it and i told you guys that i thought the album when it's all said and done will be considered a perfect album whether we like it or not because of all the shit that's going to come from it and y'all looked at me like i was fucking crazy well guess what I'm not crazy because Kanye has a fucking Bible where he replaces God with himself. I don't even know how to wrap my head around this shit. I'm not going to try to. I just thought I pointed out. So let's get into a burn notice and then we'll be back with New Music Friday. Alright, this first burn notice is going out to Fat Joe off his new album, Family Ties. This is Heaven and Hell, Fat Joe and Dre on It's Not Just Me podcast. Ben. Notice, 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 what do you believe in? Heaven or hell? Wait, what do you believe in? Heaven or hell? Yeah, what do you Bad. believe notice, in? Notice, notice, notice. The devil's in the detail and lurk in your cell, nigga. What do you believe in? Heaven or hell? Wait, what do you believe in? Heaven or hell? Bobby Brown was fucking bitches in this trailer. Yeah, I got the bitches begging, don't be cruel to me, player. I had a fiend going, whoop, that Rick Flair. Hustlers, haze, and heroin, Triple H around here. Around here. We friendly frontin' the fourth that way. Christian Louboutin, killing them, nigga, no Yahweh. Jeez. Bad vibes when we see you niggas. And I take that you pussy. Yeah, me too, nigga. Joey New saying to watch a few chains. Yachts and new planes. Nah, it's a new day. The game harder me like James. Crown heavier than Slick Rick Chains. Oh, wait, they dropping names. I warned him. He wasn't listening to Kirk of them Weight Watchers. Nah, I ain't talking about Oprah. Niggas going back and forth. They be doing the most. That's why we hit him with the Jaden Ghost. Open up shop. Work round the clock. First class services. Lines down the block. I storm in glasses. My VIP fiends got priority passes. Oh, God. I'm morally asked this question. What do you believe in? Heaven or hell? Wait, what do you believe in? Heaven or hell? Yeah, what do you believe in? Heaven or hell? The devil's in the detail and lurking your cell, nigga. What do you believe in? Heaven or hell? Wait, what do you believe in? Heaven or hell?
music this Friday that just dropped. Fat Joe, you just heard that record on the first burn notice. Um, this album with him and Dre is fire. And he was did a couple interviews this past week talking about um <laughs> Take two. So <laughs> he did a couple interviews where he was talking about um you know, the production and, and everything going into the behind the scenes for the project and that him and Dre and Cool and them and they really sat down and he thought of like how Dre would do like stuff with the chronic and how Kanye does his albums and how beat switches and different changes and just the approach to the production is really what I fuck with about this album. Like when I hear a project that makes me want to immediately go make a beat and rap, then that shit was dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, they dug deep into their sample bag but then the drums is like current and I mean Fat Joe always puts out good albums so this is no surprise but just for the times right now he got some smokers on here um, I, I ain't gonna lie I'm gonna fuck around and have to burn notice another record off this project before the end of this episode um, Max B dropped the project House Money that he talked about it on Joe Budden's podcast when they had him on the phone and you know we definitely waiting for Max B to get out of prison um, he talked some good shit like making it seem like it, it could be happening sooner than later I mean a lot of this generation sound I believe is influenced by Max B even if they've never listened to Max B because the rapper that they they are trying to emulate tried to emulate a rapper who tried to emulate a rapper who originally tried to emulate Max B like that's how deep this shit goes with that and so I, I believe that once this nigga touched down and he gets onto the same beats as the producers that a lot of these cats is getting on right now Max B gonna shoot straight out of there you know what I'm saying mark my words on that um, another nigga who I think is getting ready to shoot straight out of there is Roddy Rich. Like, it would surprise me if Roddy Rich does not have a big 2020. And I'm not saying that just because I know some producers, low key, that are working with them, and I know what type of shit that they're bringing to the table. But this kid Roddy has just been surprising me thus far all this year. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that he, um, this please excuse me for being antisocial is definitely gonna push him into that next bracket. So it's nice for him to end the year that way. Um, let's see, what else do we got? Um, we do got a lot more new albums coming out in December. I kind of looked ahead. Um, ja Rule is dropping an album on December 12th called 12-12-12. Uh, 12-12-19, I mean. Um, Cameron is dropping Purple Haze 2 on December 16th. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Juice World is putting out another album. That's interesting. Um, we'll see what direction he goes with that because I felt like he's huge. and he, he had a huge year the previous year and then a lot of people kind of started making juice world sounding records so i guess like some later juice world songs like towards the middle to the end of 2019 kind of got lost in the shuffle but i mean we'll see where he goes with that usually this is the point in time in an artist's career where they either double down on the sound that everybody is biting or they flip it and hit you with something different. And then that's when they really, really take off. So we'll see what direction he goes with this. Um, Kanye West, of course, um, is dropping the Sunday service album called Jesus is Born on Christmas. Like, I, it, there's no stopping this shit. Um, Blueface is going to drop an album called Find the Beat. 
not really sure what to even say about that. I mean, I've never really listened to many Blueface records, but I've seen him in the news a lot more because of, you know, the uh, situation involving his manager, Wack 100, and the controversial Nipsey comments that he's been making on this sort of press run for, I'm not sure what it's for, but I mean, we'll get into that later, you know what I'm saying, because I kind of got to... I, got, I, I know how I want to approach that. I don't want to come across um, the wrong way, but there's some of the things that he's saying that I think I'm starting to understand what he means, but I still think it's disrespectful as fuck the way he's coming about it. But I, I think I've had a similar argument about Biggie that he's having about Nipsey in terms of the legendary status and where we may place a person out of respect, especially when they are murdered and taken away from us. So it's definitely a touchy situation. So we'll see how to navigate that later on in the show. But um, in other music news, the City Girls are back in the studio. As you know, the JT is out of prison. I mean, I know a lot of y'all listening right now are probably like, why the fuck is this nigga talking about the city girls? But I fuck with these little bitches, even though they really are not like, they're not like rappers in real life. Like, I mean, I, I'm not saying that, that they, they might not sit down and write some raps. Like, JT, I'm pretty sure she writes those raps. I believe her when she says that. But the thing about them is that I just like authentic shit sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to be the best at it. As long as I believe that you actually did everything that you're saying in the rap, then I can like it enough to respect it, right? Now, I'm not going to be riding around my car bumping the next City Girls album, but I'm not a hater either. So it's cool to see that they're back in the studio. It's cool to see how the one girl held down the group for her homegirl while she was in prison, and now they're back together to put out a new project. There's a lot of artists that would have just dropped the other girl, you know what I'm saying, and just went on their solo shit. But, I mean, Young Miami made sure that everything everything they did said city girls on it and not just young Miami even if she was featuring it on somebody's song it said featuring city girls so I gotta respect that shit um Aaliyah's discography is going to hit streaming platforms in 2020 that's awesome um there's really not a lot to say about that I mean I, I've wondered why it hasn't been there for so long but apparently Barry Hankerson who um was the CEO of Black Round Records basically just held the music from the streaming platform but he decided that now on the singers what would be her 41st birthday january 16th 2020 you can expect to get all of Aaliyah's music on your favorite streaming um app or website and jay-z to celebrate his 50th birthday he dropped his entire discography on spotify and i've been loving that you know what i'm saying if you look at my little um recents you know what i'm saying you're gonna see all types of j records that i wasn't able to play on spotify before and i wasn't buying titles so <laughs> you know what i'm saying it was youtube it was you know what i'm saying what i wanted to listen to was some jay-z so it is what it is so I was reading articles looking for topics to talk about this week because I knew that I was going to be remote. I was going to be where I normally record at, but I am at Untouched Studios with my man Santiago. Um, but anyways, while I was looking for um, topics, I stumbled upon this article written by this guy that goes to the Metropolitan State University. And it was about um, 2019, who took off and who fell off, basically. And I started reading it, and there was a couple of them that I thought he had spot on. There's a couple of them that I'm not so sure about. So I DM'd him, and I'm about to call that nigga on the phone, and we're going to debate this shit. 
But first, let me hit y'all with another burn notice. Alright, this next burn notice is going out to my nigga Roddy Rich with PETA featuring Meek Mill off his new album, Please Excuse Me For Being Antisocial. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah. I used to Notice. I got the money and power. Now none of these niggas can see us. I'm rocking friends on first. I'm probably beefing with Peter. I got a pair to leave her. This body cheaper than keeper. I keep about 20 racks inside the land truck, a nigga sliding dog. I just put 20 racks on his head, the young nigga sliding dog. I get a bag to double it. All of that talking ain't adding up. These niggas calling the peace tree. Bitch, I've been turning the static up. Nigga, I'm turning the savage up. Been in Roy Royce in the fleet. Ay, I bet that cannon got reach. I still keep it under the seat. I pop the rubber bands for a living. I might keep the racks in the mink. And I got Fiji on me. She mistake my paddock for the sink. I was in Dallas at V Live. Honeycomb set is in the chain like a beehive. He said he ain't want to static with a nigga. Seen him in the streets. He ain't trying to be about it. Hey, then on the crib in the series. Blue faces in my mirrors. We got a sprint on hoes coming in. I like my baby just curious. I just ordered up a Rolls Royce truck with the Gucci interior. Hey, when I was bending the block with the lasers out, they thought it was Christmas. Up the block and knock his braces out. We caught him slipping. We was working at that vacant house. God forgive me. I used to fuck up my re-up. Now it's the jet with my feet up. I got the money and power. Now none of these niggas can see us. I'm rocking furs on first. I'm probably beefing with Peter. I got a pair to leave him. This probably cheaper than keep him. I keep about 20 racks inside the lamb truck, a nigga sliding dog. I just put 20 racks on his head, the young nigga sliding dog. I get a bag to double it. All of that talking ain't adding up. These niggas calling the peace tree. Bitch, I've been turning the static up. Uh, there was one room with me could do. Yellow land look like Pikachu. Back to back and then them Rolls Royce jumping out them ghosts playing peekaboo. Any mini, money, more, see a bad bitch. I could peekaboo. Rolls Royce to the chopper, chopper to the jet, collie a week or two. Hey, all of that talking ain't adding up. I just been lowering them ladders up. I heard they said they gon' ride me. All them niggas can back it up. Niggas just quit all the acting tough. See you, we turning our savage up. Swimming around you with drown, nigga. Fuck it, I'm flooding the paddock up. Fucking that bitch like I'm mad at her. I never play with that pussy. I keep some hitters with ratchet tuck. All of them killers don't push me. Nigga, you ballin' on rookie. This shit is Hall of Fame. I got two kids, they jealous each other. I'm treating them all the same. I got too many bitches that I'm taking care of and they all complain. I'm never tripping by none of these bitches cause I know it's all a game. I paid the cost for fame. I even seen my dog show fame just for the love of the money and change. Remember we said that we never would change. Remember we said that we never would switch. I made the call, let them get hit. Way that I'm built, never could snitch. Niggas get killed, fucking with this, fucking with us. I took my re up and doubled it up. Baking soda started bubbling up. They try to throw the kid under the butt, now I'm running it up. I used to fuck up my re up. Now it's the jet with my feet up. I got the money and power. Now none of these niggas can see us. I'm rocking friends on first. I'm probably beefing with Peter. I got a pair to leave him. It's probably cheaper to keep him. Hello? Yo, what's good? This is KJ on It's Not Just Me podcast. Yo, what's up? What's happening? All right. I'm good, I'm good. All right, yeah, so earlier this week, so usually when I'm um setting up my episodes for the week, um, I you know, I go through the internet, I'm looking for different shit, different news topics, different things that happen that week, and I start Monday, and then whatever happens by Friday, 
boom, I go ahead and record it on Saturday. So I stumbled upon your article that you wrote about 2019 in hip-hop, who dominated and who fell off, and I thought it was a good article. Some I agreed with, some I didn't agree with, but I figured, hey, so I looked you up and hit you up on Instagram, and here we are. So tell the people who you are, so that way they know what's up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my name is Matt Perry, uh, a.k.a. Black Key. That's my stage name, producer name. Um, I'm a writer for uh, Met Media over in uh, downtown Denver. So, uh, yes, we'll be about All right, cool. All right, so let's start with, let's see, you had Who Dominated. You had J. Cole slash Dreamville. That's one that I marked as spot on. Like, I feel like that they had a huge year and that if it wasn't for Lizzo, there's more Grammy nominations that they probably should have had in different categories, but that's a whole different story for a whole nother day. Um, the baby, I also agreed with that one. I thought that he probably was probably the biggest artist I would say of this year. It's confusing based on, um, because of his previous mixtapes, why he's not eligible for best new artist um, for a Grammy. But um, Tyler was one who I was on the fence with, but this is the only reason why. I think Tyler, I don't know if Tyler got bigger this year than he's been in general, based on the type of fan base that he has. So even though Igor was a huge album for him, I don't know if I could consider him dominating any more or less than he's been dominating for the past couple years. What would you say about that? Um, yeah, I can definitely see where he's coming from with that. Uh, my, this is, uh, I just want to put this out there for sure, uh, mostly based on uh, people I chose, but mostly based on people who um, I follow more frequently the artists, uh, people in my social sphere talk about more. Um, so some artists might be vulnerable that I think should be there, that aren't there, or whatever the case is. But um, Tyler, I've been following him since his first few passes. In um, the scene, how much his fan base has grown. Um, I have family members and friends who have been with their past. They expect to um, call them out of his name sometimes. Um, in his earlier projects, but uh, after Flowerboy's last night changed, and even with Igor, I saw more growth. Um, even here in Denver, he went from performing at smaller venues like Fillmore and the Ogden to filling out Red Rock Dance Theater, which is like our biggest uh, thing we had in the state, probably. So, um, just seeing that kind of growth and that kind of success is why I put him on the album, uh, I put him on the list, but also just because, um, like I said in the article, Tyler is never one of number one. You know what I mean? Right, like, he's right. He's artist. He's been so kind of, I don't want to say underground, but in a way, he's just been so kind of off the map because he's so weird. You know what I mean? Okay, um, okay. I, I, I think earned, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. And then him earning that like number one spot, they do it. Um, whether we could get into the Cal Campbell or not, with never with that. Um, that's a big milestone for him in a way. So uh, I thought he was like, he definitely deserved that platform. All right, so moving on, Lil Nas X. Now, him, I'm not sure if he belongs here. Even though he had arguably one of the hugest records early on in this year, but I think it progressively got colder and colder and colder for him to where 
I don't know. He did dominate. He did dominate in 2019. I don't know if yeah. he dominated 2019. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that's definitely true to me. Um, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like, he had a bit of a fall off after he was in. You know, by the time it was third remix, Old Town Road, you know, like, people were kind of tired of hearing And then we were just like, well, we want to have him. Finally, Seven came out. People were happy with it. But um, I think it didn't, its lifespan didn't last as long as most people would have thought. Right. Um, but I still hear a lot of buzz about it. I still hear a lot of people like, hey, I'm really proud of like him coming out in his first year in the music industry. Really proud of him um, coming up and, you know, breaking records. With his first single, you know what I mean, right? Now, because uh, I don't think he's—he, I don't think he's gone by any by any stretch of the imagination. I think that, especially yeah. with the way that he played it and the way that he carried it, I mean, and that type of fan base that he's been able to um, to gather, that yeah, I'm pretty sure that he that the next time around, he should be to get another one off, at least another one off. You know what I'm saying? Like now, after that, yeah. it depends on where that goes. Um, the last one that I had here was YBN Corday. And I totally agree with that one. But like I said about the baby earlier, YBN Corday, I think that basically if the baby was eligible for best new artist of the year in that category, I think that the baby should be in that spot. I think the 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 nomination that YBN Corday got is mm-hmm. Because the baby couldn't be there, but I mean, I can't really argue with that. I mean, the kid deserves it, but yeah, he definitely has had a huge year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And he was and, the uh, he was the last one to catch on out of the whole YBN collective. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it was interesting that he really took off, and people really knew about you know the other guys before they knew about him. Really. Yeah, yeah, and that was uh, and that was one of the main things. Two kind of like how I said about Tyler, like he had that. He was lesser known and just popped off a little bit. Like that was one of my biggest reasons for this. Like YB was so in the cut at first. Uh, like when they released the YB and mixtape, um, he had probably he was probably on about like three or four songs out of like fifteen, which is good now a number. But like people weren't paying as much attention, and then when Kung Fu came out, people were kind of like, oh, he's just you know. Um, and then Lost just kind of took off, and uh, I think he definitely uh, deserves some nominations. But I can see what you say about the baby. Um, the baby definitely had uh, just in music and just coming out of you know Charlotte not knowing nobody knows who he is, you know what I mean and then uh, coming out and being on all different remixes and then uh, dropping two amazing projects alright and now um, who fell off now Kendrick Lamar you had him there I read the whole paragraph and I, I'm understanding completely where you're coming from. But because he didn't drop an album, a Kendrick Lamar album in 2019, I feel like that he should land in the middle. I can't say he had a dominating year because he didn't drop an album. I don't know yeah. if he fell off yet because he didn't drop an album. You know what I'm saying? Like Now, if he would have dropped the album and it was kind of quiet... Kendrick would be probably the biggest fall off because that would have mean he's going from like pre goat status to quiet. But I mean, he didn't drop an album this year, so it's hard to it's hard for me to consider him falling off. Whereas Khaled, I totally agree. I feel like Khaled got away with it one too many times, and it just didn't work this time around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. 
Because niggas agree. started doing Khaled records. If you think about it, niggas just started doing Khaled records and, and not being on Khaled album. What I mean by yeah. that is that a lot of these rappers, there's been a lot of big feature records this year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or the last two years to where that's where Khaled was winning at because Khaled was the guy that gets these features together on the new London on a track beat that everyone wants to hear together. But now these niggas is just doing that shit on their own. So it's like, why do they need to put it on a Khaled album? Yeah, and I was kind of confused about Khaled and uh, just how he was selling, you know, records. I understand, like, a lot of records I do how can you really, I, I kind of had a felt some type of way when uh, Eric Allen was producing, you know, every single song that was on the thing, or whatever the case might be, and, but it's like, it's a talent album. Right. So you're a producer, and you got the name for it, and like, what, how does that work, you know? Right, uh, right, right. <laughs> and, and I think, I think it's just like, you know, whether he lost album sales or whatever from the strength thing, um, you know, I think him not coming to number one kind of helped his ego kind of put him back into reality. Right. Uh, and it's almost one of those things to where the album probably could have did better if the perception didn't go the way it went. I mean, I mean, aside from the whole packaging with the energy drink thing or whatever, I mean, that one was a little bit weirder than the other packaging because at least niggas knew that the album was bundled with it, but no one even knew that they were buying a Khaled album when they bought these energy drinks or whatever it was. But outside yeah. of that, it's the same thing when Nicki Minaj freaked out when Travis had the number one album. Like, if y'all don't freak out about it, we probably wouldn't even care to, to to comment on the fact that you're the number two album in the whole fucking world. Like, you know what I'm saying? But y'all make such a big deal about it that now we're making a big deal about it too. And then it, it turns it into this whole narrative. But it's just like, shit, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I feel like he fell off just because the album wasn't good to me. It wasn't as good as the last couple DJ Khaled albums. It felt like forced features on a, here's the hook, you niggas rap here, boom. And that works a lot. I mean, I do that a lot when I work on records for different artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, I might make the beat, put the hook, put a bridge on there, and then say, look, throw you some verses on this shit, and then boom, there you go. But it, it just felt like these were forced, like... You know, yeah, what I mean, he sure. didn't put the he didn't put the right people on the right records this time. Usually, he puts the right people on the right records. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Major Keys is definitely a lot better than the last album. Definitely, um, definitely. I, I didn't listen to much of Grateful, but um, from what I did hear, you know, it was still uh, a pretty good, solid uh, project. Well, I mean, you got to figure he had the Jay Z, Beyonce on there. You had Lil Wayne on yeah. that bitch. You had Rihanna on there with Bryson Tiller. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was supposed yeah. to work. You know what I mean? Um, let's say J- Jaden Smith. I can definitely agree with that. I was kind of on the fence, but I can agree with that. He did have a fall off based on what people were expecting from the sequel to Sire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the sequel didn't hit the way that it hit. But and then it was almost like because it almost came to a point in time where Jaden finally was Jaden, and he wasn't Will Smith's son for a minute. Like 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 he mm-hmm. had that little pocket, and then if he would have delivered with the with the follow up to to the joint that went out there and people was feeling, I think he could have put himself in a legitimate space the same way how Diggy Simmons did at that point in time where, I mean, he was a lot younger, so it was a lot different, but still it was like there was a moment where Diggy was able to stamp himself to where he was Diggy Simmons, the rapper, not 
the reality TV show guy who's the son of Reverend and the brother of JoJo who failed at rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was able to yeah. shake all that shit off for a moment. I think Jaden's going to have to try to shake that shit off again because now he's back to being Will Smith's son. And it's fucked up for him, you know what I'm saying? Because he's talented, but it's just part of the game for that. Gucci, yeah. Like, um, like Doja Cat is one of the... Um, she. she I, I like her new... Um, the album that she just put out, I love that shit, right? On some old, like, pop rap. Like, she, she leaned into it and deliberately did the pop rap type of sound, and I love that shit from her, right? I like how she delivers on there. The only thing I hated about that album was the Gucci Man feature. Like, I don't think anyone needs the Gucci feature right now on the pop record, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I didn't get it, and then Waptober, it didn't do it for me. I, I wanted to. I waited until that shit dropped at midnight because it was from Gucci, and then it just seems like, I don't know, it seems like I want irresponsible on drugs <laughs> drinking Gucci. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> I, need, <laughs> I need Gucci to do some some fucked up shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't know. I don't know if I like clean married Gucci. You know what I'm saying? Like, clean husband Gucci isn't the same guy. And I think yeah, nah. you, I think you can tell when you listen to the music. You know what I'm saying? It's not our fault. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, definitely feel that. Uh, yeah, nah. Because when he came out, you know, he was dropping hit after hit after hit. I was, you know, it was a great, like, I want to say two, three years. Um, but, you know, eventually things started to fall off a little bit. Bars started getting a little bit weird to me personally. Um, it just didn't feel like, you know, Gucci no more. It felt like pop Gucci. Right. Um, but you want to know what's crazy that you say that? Because I think pop Gucci could have worked. I've always gone back to this when it goes to Gucci. The yeah. the time that he went to jail, when he had the album out that had the single with Usher, that Spotlight record, yeah. that's when Gucci was supposed to elevate to that next level. Like, that's when Gucci was supposed to put him in that mainstream goat status versus just hood nigga goat status. And yeah. he fucked that album up because he went to jail. Every other time he went to jail after that didn't matter because that was the album that Gucci was supposed to take off. That single with Usher, the spotlight, that shit was on fire. And it was on its way up. And then he couldn't work the single because the nigga was in jail. And then... I don't think Gucci's ever recovered from that moment. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, and you know, I feel like maybe, you know, in that sense, maybe Gucci's albums were hit harder when, uh, you know, when everybody was like, finally, like, Gucci Free, you know what I'm saying? And both that 2013, 2014, something like that. Um, and, you know, he was finally out, so everybody was like, yeah, on Gucci record. And it was hidden. But I think that now that he got comfortable, he didn't come out with that pop sound um, from the jump. Um, and, you know, who knows that if it would have worked then, uh, he could have teamed up with Miguel or whoever, you know what I mean? Uh, that, that was the case. But it could have worked. It could not have. Uh, I think the music industry is so wish-washy with time, <laughs> you know? Right. That, uh, you never know when something gonna pop off, what it could or what it's not. Um, so yeah. All right. Well, I want to say last but not least, Drake. 
Now, <laughs> I I'm not I'm not sure if I can say that he fell off. Now, okay. he did put an album out this year. I will say that it was early this year. It worked. Scorpion was big. It probably wasn't his biggest album, but it was big mm-hmm. enough. But I think after that Camp Flognaw thing happened, there was this narrative that started again where I think people have the perception that Drake isn't still the biggest thing smoking right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's still the hottest thing smoking right now. But the problem is, is that he hasn't really put anything out. Like, the party single, Party Next Door put out the single with Drake on it. I think that Drake was on the wrong record. Like, especially when you put out the news at the same time. And then that record yeah. sound like, 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 how do you not put Drake on the news, but you put him on Loyal? Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why Loyal is the single, but like stuff like that. You know, Drake has been on a couple features recently that didn't work and it's supposed to be a cheat code, right? You like, you get the Drake single that's supposed to go. The last couple people that tried that, the single didn't quite work the way it was expected to work. The last one that kind of worked was the Rick Ross, um, the Gold Bottles joint. But I mean, the um, mm-hmm. the Drake and Sway Lee joint didn't work. <laughs> this one with Party not working. Last two joints Drake did on the feet not didn't work. So I get it. But I think if Drake drops an album in 2020 early, that shit's gonna fucking take off and do like ridiculous numbers, and then it'll be once again to where everyone will be trying to figure out how to stop him again. But yeah. I think I think uh, I think right now it's just that uh, can't plug my thing. You know, everybody's like, okay, who? All right, well now somebody finally put Drake, you know, back a little bit, you know, because he's been the superstar of the world for so long for the past, you know, ten years. Right. Really, uh, how long has it been since he's had that happen? You know, where he's gotten booed off stage or where he hasn't got, you know, millions of fans screaming for him. I, at f- the end of I the feel stuff. like anybody. I feel like. Anybody, unless you were a person who fits that Tyler Odd Future crowd, right, that goes to Camp Flogna, mm-hmm. I feel like that anyone would have got booed at that moment because they created a narrative in their mind that Frank Ocean was going to be there. They thought the question mark, question mark, question mark on the poster meant Frank Ocean. I think anyone who walked out there, <laughs> except for Tyler, would have got booed. You know what I'm saying? Like, like maybe, maybe Rihanna or like somebody like that, somebody who's like untouchable. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I, I don't know who wouldn't have got booed if they're expecting Frank Ocean and Frank Hive is out there and Frank Hive don't see Frank. Like they're not trying to hear any of that shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but it's fucked up. It's just crazy that it happened. You know what I mean? Because I can, I can speculate on it all I want to, but at the end of the day, Drake went out on stage. He's supposed to be the biggest artist in the world. And he got booed. I think anyone would have got booed, but anyone wasn't there. So I get it. But all in all, I thought this was a dope article. You know what I'm saying? I definitely um bookmarked that link. That way I can go see what else you post. You know what I'm saying? Cause I like, you know, right. your writing style and all that. So everything was cool. So, um, we can definitely do this again. Um, you know, later on down the line, I do an episode every week. So, um, once I, once I, um, upload this, I'll send you a, a link that way you can go check it out. All right. For sure. Thank you again, man. Yeah, I'm I'm always down to collaborate. I'm always down to talk about uh what's going on in the industry, what's going on, you know, hip hop especially. Um or in the media world in general. I'll listen to your podcast earlier. I'll listen to the uh, 
episode with Omarion. We were talking about that going on. And, um, but yeah, I, it sounds like a great show. Um, I wish you the best of success, man. And uh, thank you again. Thanks, man. And yeah, I listened to your EP earlier too. And, you know, we produce too. Like me and all my partners, like we produce records or whatever. So, um, so I'll definitely send you a link so you can check out some beats too. And we might be able to collaborate on some other stuff. So, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm always down. All right, man. Peace. All right, peace. Alright, so this next burn notice is going out to an artist I recently stumbled upon on my Instagram by the name of Chrissy Stay High. This is off of her new project called No Hooks Needed that just dropped. Um, this record's called Came In, and this shit is fire. Let's get it. Whoa. Ben. Notice. 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 You've been burned. Oh my God, Kamarion. Sorry, ain't shit. You know who's needed for real. All on that dumb shit Cause I put two doves in a blunt bitch Since I cannot make no assumptions Keep a nice nigga knife in the function Got some NTA niggas who bust shit Never me, I'm wherever the funds is Don't jealousy come with a bum bitch So see seven times back on my fuck shit Like fuck you bitches, don't trust you bitches I love you niggas I don't give a fuck if I cut or hustle to struggle with you I must didn't know it's an honor that I was running with you Now I'm rich like ready, I run it up every summer winter I just saying, yo, look at the way the numbers did it They might got the views, but I never viewed them as competition They ain't getting money, they getting less than they comment They ain't really love me, I peed it, but I was all hit it <laughs> But it is what it is Fate, baby, in the way I spit, I need a bill But I hate, baby, ain't gonna hit a pain that you in If you wait, maybe you just make it pay in the end Seven, stamped on my face and my wrist Never changed on the gang, I ain't switched Whatever, fake niggas saying gonna stick No let up, I'd rather save for a spin But I'm just different, don't never get it to pay attention That's why I don't listen to nothing except my intuition Pray for the release of my brothers out of the fucking prison Pray for something to eat, knowing nothing was in the fucking kitchen Notice, notice, notice I don't even know if he even know how the fuck he did it Never judge a boot by the cover cause they a public figure Listen, be deceiving, so read it for you disgusting nigga I came in all on that whoops, wait You know ain't no motherfucking hooks, babe Them CDs gon' flip like a book Page. If your diamonds are real, why they look fake? You must be smoking that good K. I'm ballin' sweetheart, but hate good game. You tired ass hoe should've took breaks. Cause I'm going for bad in a good way. Um bitch is shifty on one club, a hippie bitty litty, pretty Chrissy, Brenda sign out. Honestly, if you ain't about your funds, you can come round. Seven times, how you clockin'? What's the rundown? I'm up now, but I let her think I'm bumped down. It's stuck now, ain't no way that it can come down. The bucks how I be counting her my thumbs now. I'm a fake baby mixed with a bloodhound. Paper trail, I'ma track it. I'ma track I stuck it. to the plan like a magnet. The glow up to real, I can't mask I'ma it. I switch up my plus when they taxin'. Put my all in this shit with a passion. What I've been through, you don't know the fraction. Can't believe I seen cash in her casket. RIP, long live a bad bitch. And worry about making no club hit. Just give me the blunt, I'ma stuff it. Got her little boy syndrome. As soon as I dumped him, that being bro shit made a bitch feel disgusting. That's a feeling I never can fuck with. So I grind and pop out with a shove it. His head just be hitting. I test him, concussion, reply with the eight. And that mean he coming Glock 17 So Safina keep busting And he evil gonna get this nut again nothing Do it right now we just Notice 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 I love him as soon as I nut it Now I gotta get to the rack gates Now they wanna ride like a hack wave Had to cut them all off You had a fast way Couldn't let that shit fly like a crash plane Still the roaches out all of your ashtrays And you'll never know window like glass frames All this endo I smoke got a gas taste What's the info the what with the stats say That these broke niggas still in the rap race That these hating hoes still got the mad face they copy a bitch and just add pace. Play bait and you gon' have a bad day. But I came in all on that fuck, yo. Keep forgetting no hooks. That's that run smoke. Hold that weight, matter of fact, where the blunt go. 
Oh, I found it with a lighter, it's a rondo, man. Y'all can't even keep up with a bitch, cause I got dumb flow. And every loss I ever took, you better know I won for. Everything is fate, even when you feel it unsure. Every move I made, my name ring bells like the front door. Bitch! Let's get right into the shit. Alright, so Casanova and Fabulous check Shiggy backstage on the show because Fab wanted Shiggy to do a dance to his new song, um, Choosy. He wanted him to do the Choosy Challenge video so it go viral the same way how he did the In My Feelings video. And Shiggy uh-huh. said, cool, what's the budget? And niggas, you know, ain't happy with that. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and Casanova, <laughs> Casanova basically said that, um, this, this is his feelings on it. And then I'm, I'm going to quote him on it. This nigga said that, Basically, it's niggas like you that we let in our sections all the time. We give y'all liquor. We let y'all have fun. So it's assumed that because they're friends, a favor isn't much to ask for. And Fab kind of clarified it more by saying that, you know, before Shiggy blew up and was the Shiggy, you know, that that's famous, you know, for doing these dance videos or whatever, that, you know, niggas like Fab or niggas like Casanova, you know, was cool with him when they saw him out or different things like that or whatever. Like like he said, letting him in the section at the club, you know, blah, blah, blah. So they feel like because they was cool with the nigga before he blew up, that he should hook them up for the free, so to speak. You know what I mean? But I be looking at it like, well, if y'all niggas been cool with this nigga for so long, why did y'all never let him do a dance video to one of your songs before? You know what I'm saying? Like, like if he didn't blow up right now, would y'all even want him to do it? Or is it because he did the Drake thing and it blew up and, and Drake paid him? Now, Drake paid him after the fact, but I don't think Shiggy planned on that Drake shit blowing up and becoming what it turned into. I don't even think Drake and them he, thought he, that. He, he did that on his own time. You right. know what I'm saying? That's not like, Nobody called in the face and said, yo, Shiggy... You feel me? Do the do the little jump. You feel me? But now that he's worth something, I want my I want that check. Of course, I need that check. Just like somebody have a Casanova. You feel me? They put out a mixtape. You feel me? They don't have no work at that point. You get what I'm saying? But after the album come out, you you get a couple hit records. Or you you want that check for that feature? You know what I'm saying? Like right. it's the same concept. If you, if you if you do something and it's worth money. Then you should be paid what you worth. Now, I'm, I'm about to say now, Fab but, in Fab's defense, Fab is saying, um, because you know he went and talked about it. You know what I'm saying? And, and he basically was saying like, look, if it was, um, he was with, talking to Ebro and them, and he's like, yo, like if it was the Def Jam thing, and they had a budget for this, then I'd be like, yeah, but. If it's coming out of my pocket, you know, I wouldn't normally pay out of my pocket for something like this anyway. And then when I heard that, I'm thinking like, well, damn, like, I mean, I wonder how much the nigga Shiggy asking for, because to me, if it was me, right, and and I think that this nigga could make a little dance video and make my shit take off. I think I probably pay that nigga out of my pocket for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, <laughs> if you going, if you getting it right back, you shouldn't have no problem doing it. Right? Like, you know what I, I'm like, like, he's the reason why that song went number one. You feel me? Through the dance with it, the the, the viral Instagram videos, the YouTube views, all went up after he made this. Because I'm telling you, that was not the single. Like Drake put out the album, and they had a Michael Jackson feature on it. 
I'm pretty sure whatever they had to do to get those Michael vocals cleared, that you don't go through that unless that's planning on being a single. You don't get Michael Jackson vocals cleared on a record unless that's the single. So in my feelings, Kiki, do you love me? I mean, that probably was going to be a single, but they did not plan for that to be the one. You see what I'm saying? It just happened to turn into the one. So, I mean. Right. And they built around it and made it a thing. That's what you're supposed to do. That's called, uh, uh, it's natural. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not forced. It's not, the people took to it because it was was genuine. You feel me to where? Yeah. They trying to force a situation. You know what I'm saying? Like. Should you do this because you did it before? It might not happen that way. You feel me? You might not. You might not get the same result. Right. Because right. now it. Hold up. Hold up, real quick. Mm-hmm. But now it's a it's a different effect. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's not it's not a, a surprise effect. I can say. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because low key, I mean, it, it's surprising when Fab said that Def Jam didn't have the budget for it because it's like, all right, well. I know for a fact that memes, like the some of the memes that we see on the internet that we think that some random kid in his house just made up and threw on the internet and it just magically went viral, that shit is uh. a lie. Like there are niggas who their job is to make memes, like record labels pay these niggas to make memes of their artists that are embarrassing so they go right. viral to make their name hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, like, right, like, right, like, for instance, like for instance the summer walker standing still real stiff on a stage maybe somebody did make that just a random person but if i right. found out later that the nigga who originally made that got paid for it that shit would not surprise me at all right 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 because i no, know no, that not these days no not these that, days because a, because um it's a business. Instagram and all that going viral is a business now. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look, it's, it's people on Instagram famous just for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, a million plus verified accounts, all of that, just from Instagram. They don't do nothing. They don't, no music, no, you feel me? Just Instagram. So it's a business, man. If you, if you got a million followers, and you're able to put out content that these people is going to watch. And it's not even about liking liking the content these days. As long as they click on it and you get that view, you feel me, it's worth something. So if you have a million followers and you get a person to do whatever for your content and 500,000 people watch that, you feel me, now that record is worth 500,000 views. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. All right, so... So, have you you been... So, I mean, I just want to keep it on Instagram since we're in a good little um, bag right now. Nice little natural segue. Um, Have you been seeing what's been going on with Offset and um, 6ix9ine, baby mama? I haven't. No, no, no. All right, listen, man. Listen, listen, listen. Oh, man. (laughs) Let me set this up by saying that I want to believe Offset. So everything that I'm getting ready to say, although it's going to sound like the complete opposite and that I'm hurling all types of accusations, well, black men, uh, as Charlemagne says, black men don't cheat, okay? Yeah, so I want to no believe, right. I want to believe Offset. However, the optics are telling me otherwise. So there's this girl, her name is Jade. Jade 
is Six Nine's baby mama or whatever. No, nah, I, I, I know, I know who did it. Right. I know, I, the, I girl, the girl, the girl, the <laughs> girl who Offset was the, what got caught cheating with before, when he was cheating with the two girls. Jade was one of the two girls. All right. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah, know yeah, that. yeah. So he's already been accused of this. Allegedly, he already been there. Okay. Right. Cardi apparently, allegedly, you know. Did some things behind that, or allegedly, whatever. We're not even gonna talk about that part because I feel like low key dry snitching. So I'm just leaving that alone. But I mean, it's on the internet, so everyone knows it. But fuck it, I don't. I don't want to repeat what everyone can go read. But that's not even right, the important right, right. part. The important part is that she DM'd this nigga allegedly and screenshotted it. Well, he DM'd her saying, "I miss you for real," and she sent him a message back like, "How you miss me for real?" And da 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 whatever. Screenshotted it, posted it. Right. Then Offset says, I've been hacked. Now, 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 now listen to me. Now listen to me. Listen to me carefully. You got to listen to this shit, right? Okay, now, okay, okay, okay. Now, naturally, you know, if a nigga got caught sending a DM to a chick that isn't his wife, and he uh. wants to sell the story that it wasn't him, that he'd been hacked, what do you think, since you know nothing about this, would be the first thing he would start posting on his page to to throw us off so we really think someone hacked him? Um, um hold on, Cole, real quick. I'm doing the podcast. Um, the first thing I would post is, uh, I need I need an email or something like this, so like my confirmation email. Hey, listen, I had to change my password. My password was hacked. All this, you feel me? This nigga took it if to another got- level. He posted, I eat dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> and all yeah. kinds of other gay shit. And and oh, then man. basically, he's like, look, nigga, I got hacked. He was like, you think I would post that shit on my wall? And when I read right. it, I'm thinking like, yeah, I think, yeah. If, <laughs> I think if you wanted me to believe that you were hacked, that you would post right. that. As a status, I think you would now, now, now. Uh, you said I don't know nothing about it, but I know a little something about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> my, in my, my early days, my college days, man, I used to, I used to play the same little game, but that's neither here nor there, man. We, we ain't gonna go into a full story, but I know, I know exactly what was going on. <laughs> and, and, and then Cardi and him go on live from her joint, and then she's like, you know, on the cleanup game, like, look, we was sleep. At a late night, we was up with the baby, then was in the studio, then we still can't get into the account, and we got to call the Geek Squad people, and like, you know, but like, like they was laying it on thick to where it seems now, like... Now I, got a, now I got another scenario for you, right? Right. Now let's just say Cardi was the one to send this DM, you know what I'm saying, just to see oh. the response. You get what I'm saying? The response. Do you know that you're probably like, the first person in America on the radio or on a podcast who's had that angle about this story so oh, far? Listen, it, it not happened to me, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I know. You get what I'm saying? Just to see what's the conversation like. You know what I'm saying? Is it a, a, a foreign conversation? Like, who are you? What is it? You feel me? But Ooh. if you review... Yeah, texting back and having a regular conversation like we talked before. You feel me? That that's different. 
That's so, definitely some hood man, chick shit. Man, you know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't put it past her. Right. right. Okay. All right. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? And, and it could be her uh, sending me um, hacked and all. You feel me? Just to clean up her mess. You feel me? To make it look like Shane do it. Oh, babe. You feel me? That wasn't me. Why would I do that? And da da da. We were sleep last night. And you get what I'm saying, man? You got you got you got to look at all angles. I don't put nothing past nobody. Okay. Yeah. Especially you... especially a Cardi B. <laughs> especially a Cardi B, man. She she done been in situations to where she know how to get around and find out and. You feel me? Ultimate detectives, man. I don't know if you ever had a girlfriend that was the ultimate detective. Oh, yeah. I've definitely, she, I've she, definitely <laughs> dated a couple, you know, CIA agents on the low. Like, they was operatives. You know what I'm saying? She wasn't even yeah, a detective. She, she was an operative. Man, <laughs> listen. So, you know, no, don't nothing get past them. You Yo, feel me? Speaking of some secret don't agent nothing. shit. You remember Shorty, who I told you about, who brought that woman through, who we will not name, who she tried to like right. trick me, she tried to trick me into a threesome with, you know what I'm saying, that I wasn't, right, right. that I wasn't into, and that I felt uncomfortable and didn't know how to get out of the situation. So right. I ain't talked to her since then, right? Uh, but I got like a random text message like earlier this week from a number that wasn't saved under a name on my phone that said, "Hey, how you been?" And I left that shit on red because I was like, shit. I was like, if I didn't save your name under nothing, it, 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 if anything, I'd have saved under don't answer. So if I didn't save your name right. under nothing, then I really didn't plan on talking to you or I don't know you and you're playing a game. So I ignored that shit. Right. So then a day right. later, I get a text message from another number <laughs> that I don't know that says, hey, it says, hey, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. And then I'm like, what the fuck is going on, right? And I start to think right. that it's her. I start to think it's her, right? But I, I can't be sure. So then uh, yesterday, I get another text message from yet another number and shit, right? You know what I'm saying? A different number? Yeah, a different number. But I know she got oh, that text. Wow. I know she got that text now shit on her phone and shit. So she can just, just reset and make a new number anytime she wants to and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah, So yeah, I get yeah. this last text message. I ignore that shit again. Then... I get a phone call from that number. And then the name mm. of the caller ID, I don't recognize it, but I know it's a girl's name, but it's not her name. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So I right. answered the phone is this it, time. Is it, the other, is it the other name? No, I answered the It was oh. just some other name. So I answered the phone this oh. time, and it was dead ass her talking about some, hey, um, how you been? I'm like, yo, you got a lot of games, right. yo. She's like, what? What are you talking about? I like, nigga, you've been texting me from mad different numbers this week. She was like, but look, no. But look, look, but look, let me ask you this real quick. Did, did it make you feel one in a little bit? I'm like, dang, yeah, I feel like the nigga. I got to be <laughs> But here's the thing. I mean, just a little bit, but not enough for me to care for the simple fact that, like I said, like the last two, three right. times I hung out with her, it was always some type of bullshit in it. And then the last time she tried to trick me into a weird threesome that I wasn't into, you know what I'm saying? So, like, right. I, I've, been, I've been off her. Obviously, she's not off me, but... Right. Anyways, right, you know what I'm saying? She didn't then then at the end of the, um after I say like, you know, you playing games, blah blah she's like, You missed my birthday. I'm like, What the fuck? <laughs> I know I know I missed your birthday. I did that shit on right. purpose. You know what I'm saying? She, she thought she was about to come through and pipe it down. Well, because she told me about her birthday the first day that I met her. I oh, automatically wow. gave her <laughs> negative stars in my head for that because I'm like 
I just met you today. And if I were to be right. presumptuous and assume that I should be getting some pussy right now, you know what I'm saying, on the first day, I would be wrong for mm-hmm. that in the eyes of the world. But she isn't right. wrong for being presumptuous that I'm going to buy you a gift for a birthday that I don't really care, know if I care about yet. I don't know if I care if it's your do birthday. Do anything for clout, man. That's what they do. <laughs> so it is what it is. But shout outs to her. She's probably listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, she don't get no shout out. <laughs> no, sir. Not uh, that. <laughs> yeah, right. There's a song out there, right, by these little girls. It's called uh, That's a No No. When you get a chance, listen to it. But that's gonna be my new thing, man. That's a no-no. no-no. Yeah, yeah, because it was it was a little much. And, and think about it the other way around. Imagine, imagine if a, a chick, I tell this chick, right before I leave to run to the store real quick, right, and go um get get something to drink and blah blah blah. And I tell her, hey babe, um, I'm on my way back. You know, be naked. I'm getting ready to be in there. And then I walk in there right. with my homeboy. <laughs> I guarantee you, she's fucking charges. Right there. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to jail. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm feeling like. Like I felt like I was being victimized for a second. So look, so look, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And that's what it is. What you said, Charlie? There you go. What did you say? What did you say, Charlie? Like, no, no, like, like, nah. like I'm looking at me like a piece of meat. Nah, I wouldn't because I'm, never mind. I'm about I can't, to start I can't, acting I can't, just I can't, like them. Listen, I, I, I already I, know. I, I wouldn't, <laughs> but I can't say why I wouldn't because then it's going to <laughs> it's going to make things worse for me than it already is right now. Right, right, right. So moving Very on. Funny. Um, okay. <laughs> let's see. Shout-outs to Remy Ma. Um, she had the charges Shout dropped on Remy. Yeah, she had these dumbass charges dropped because um, the little girl, Brittany Taylor, more for Love & Hip Hop, um, tried to say that Remy Ma, like, punched her in the eye or some shit. And, and she did it. charges. Yeah. Now, she had some charges. No. And, and in fact, the thing about it is that, you know, like, I... We, we all knew she didn't do it and we all knew she was going to beat the charges, but it's the fact that to even play with somebody who, like, definitely... If she does catch a charge like that, she's going away, away. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like yeah, yeah, away, away. Yeah, she did what five? I mean, uh, she did a, she did a good. She did a good seven, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She 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 did some time time. She did the rowdy and uh, what you call it, son? Yeah, but I'm glad and, that she uh, got to um, that she beat those charges. Yeah, big charge. Now anybody that that get away from their case, man, shout out to y'all. Jail is not no place for you. I believe that wholeheartedly. So this unless unless you're a murderer, unless you're a murderer, (laughs) unless you're a murderer. But yeah, go ahead, bro. Jay Z is um suing the creator of a hip hop inspired children's book for illegally using his lyrics and his likeness without his permission. Um, and basically they've been doing this to a bunch of rappers like Eminem, Snoop, as well as iconic figures and everyone from Aretha Franklin to Steve Jobs. So the book in particular is called AB to Jay-Z. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't know why they're confused about this. Like the name uh, of the book is right. <laughs> AB to Jay Z, and they use right. lyrics from the rapper's song "99 Problems," but they flip them in a kid-friendly take. So it reads here: uh-huh. If you're having alphabet problems, I feel bad for your son. I got 99 problems, but my ABCs ain't one. 
<laughs> Get uh, the fuck out of here. Right, right. <laughs> it's, it's, we, probably, it, we are the culture, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we are the culture. And I would want my money, too, because the impact of how, how this could turn out, you feel me, like... And then... Is, now, keep going, because right. cause, cause the chick who owns it, her statement is like... I'm unbelievably disappointed to find myself caught in a legal battle with someone whose music we love and adore. Um, but you stole it. That's why. That's yeah. That's why they have copyright. Man. Yeah. You can't even post music on it. I posted something on Instagram with music behind it, and they they deleted it from me. Yeah, you could have. So everything is copyright, man. <laughs> yeah. Like there's definitely a proper way somebody, to go through this. Somebody likeness. You get what I'm saying? Without. Showing some type of dedication, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. You put the man's name on the book, so therefore, you know, it's your. You feel me? You gonna have to come out and pocket with something or feature him in some way, somehow on this book. It should. It shouldn't be no surprise because guaranteed, if it was the other way around and Jay Z used some of hers, she would want that money, especially knowing how much he's worth and everything, man. But but people pick and choose. What's a good situation? What's a bad situation? You know what I'm saying? Facts. So, um, speaking of it being the culture, um, as I said um, in the, my rant earlier to open up the show, I was talking about Offset and um, controversial t- uh, c- conversations he's been having lately about um, hip-hop just being black culture, wh- where I get mm. what he's saying, right? But it was like the way that mm. he was saying it on the internet and then some of his you know um non-black fans you know took a certain offense to the way that he was saying it and then basically the way that it read was that like fuck y'all you know you bought my tickets you made me famous you know what i'm saying like you can never be a part of this culture even though and my whole rant earlier was basically like it wasn't really an attack on offset but it was one of those things Uh where it's like and 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 i'm saying this to lead into a story about another artist named no name and her frustration she's having but where it's like i know that hip-hop started as black culture and it is black culture like everything starts from black culture no matter who comes into it it's always going to be that i think we know that i don't think we need to you know but then when certain artists say it you know and they saying it in the point of whatever they're trying to make you start to question to where it's like well i'm not sure if it was black culture that made you famous right i i and if i no, were to no look, no 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 because you gotta think we put these people in the positions that they're in our culture but you know what i'm saying right there wouldn't be no egos if we didn't put them in that position it wouldn't be no I, I, but that's the, no. That, that's where I'm confused about I don't know if that's true because and here's why it, there's two okay. things alright number one when it comes to the, 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 the needle is moved by how much streams you got how many sales you get ticket sales mm. you know what I'm saying merch sales you know what I'm saying impressions all this shit right here and it's right. been a fact that for the last 10 years, you know what I'm saying, that suburban white people consume more hip-hop music than black people do. We right. we but, rep- we but, are what it represents, but I but, think more but, of them but, buy it. Which, which is true, but we are the gatekeepers. You know what I'm saying? We, as, as black people of the culture, this is our culture, we are the gatekeepers. 
So in order for you to make it to that level to where the the Caucasian is, is, is now indulging in our culture, we have to open that door. You get what I'm saying? We have to... You know I mean? We the reason why artists go from mixtape to Grammy-nominated. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, 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 we, we, we the ones that discover the underground and make them mainstream. You know what I'm saying? Regardless if it's, if it's, if it's the offset or the rowdy riches that you know, he's prospering right now coming from the bottom. You know yeah, what I just saying? played like, a rowdy record earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's doing his thing right now. Shout out to Rowdy, man. But um, it's, it's, it's us that holds that key. Yeah, even even for people that try to come in a culture that's not black, per se, you know what I'm saying? We open that door for them to come in. So the later success might be dependent on the the uh uh not the, the majority because we are the minority, the majority buying your content or giving you the streams or the whatever. But in order for you to make it to that point. We have to let you in that door. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, there's a lot of people that that never made make it to that point. But in our culture, we still celebrate them. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I guess basically what I'm just what I'm what I'm thinking in my mind is like, if if Offset's non-black fans were to come to a complete halt today, would mm-hmm. would we keep him in the position he's in? Be- and, uh, and, and yeah. it's one of those things to where whenever I like when I look at people's lists or I ask people like who who their top ten rappers are who you know what I'm saying like I just I don't feel like that I run across a lot of black people who put him in that list. No, 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 no. He, he I wouldn't say per se he's on the top ten rapper list, but you got to think about how not just him but all three of them came in the game and switched up. The culture, you know what I'm saying? Right. They 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 came in and, and made an impact, and for that we gonna always celebrate them, regardless if they're number one artist or you feel me. Uh, they got all the accolades or whatever the case is. You feel me? Just like um prime example, uh, Red Man, Method Man. You know what I'm saying? Never was really until I say how high I came out. You feel me? But artist wise, music wise, they was never held on this top plateau. You know what I'm saying? A Grammy nominated or whatever the case may be. But in our culture, you feel me, they mean something. Even to this day, you feel me? In twenty twenty if Rand Man and Method Man came out, you feel me, we would celebrate them as a culture. Of course, <laughs> like, yeah, of course. I, I believe that yeah, I, yeah. I believe that Red Man is probably coming out in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. I feel like I read that somewhere. I feel like I read that somewhere. Yeah, you, you Jersey guys. <laughs> so yeah, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you already know. All right, so uh, the offset is to lead into this whole thing with No Name. Now, No Name is an artist who I'm not as familiar with. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know much about her music. I think I heard, I, I heard it. I've definitely name heard of her. I've definitely name. heard of her. I know what she looks like, but I don't really know her music like that. But I think that that mm. goes to her frustrations that I'm gonna talk about right now. The fact that me 
and uh, apparently a lot of other black people haven't embraced her in the way that she would want us to but this goes the same way so I, i'm gonna give you what was going on so she posts right. a photo of a woman applying clown makeup and she's taking a shot at lizzo's fans and trying to basically um she's scolding <laughs> her she's basically getting mad at her predominantly white fan base right and basically what she's saying uh -huh. is that me creating content that is primarily consumed by a white audience who would rather shit on me than challenge their liberalism because somehow liking lizzo's music absolves them of racist tendencies now i read over this like 20 times and because i'm not familiar with her music maybe that's why i don't all the way get it right but then she explains it by saying I'm not going to keep performing for predominantly white um, white crowds. I have two shows uh -huh. on the book, and then after that, I'm chilling um, because someone on Twitter suggested that black people don't typically attend concerts as much as like bigger festivals or stadium shows or stuff like that. And she's saying. Uh -huh. She's saying that, um, well, fuck it. Like, if black people don't want to come out to my shows, then I'm not going to keep performing, period. You know what I'm saying? But then she's right. like, um, but then she goes and says that that's not really true because the baby has mad black people in his crowd. Megan, Smino, all their shows are black as hell. But when I look wow. out into my crowd, it's all white people. And then she said, uh -huh. when I go to work, thousands of white people scream the word nigga at me and I'm not changing my art. So it is what it is. Um, uh -huh. this, she, she's black. Is she black? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. 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 And, and so um, it, it goes to basically the word, what it's sounding like is that, and like I said, there is a lot of artists who are feeling a lot of black women artists who are feeling off put the fact that Lizzo is being regarded as like this huge mainstream success this year. And they feel as mm -hmm. though that she makes um, music for white people, but black people right. embrace, embrace her. And these other artists right. who make music for black people in their part are feeling that black people aren't embracing it. But then right. at the same note, it's like, but you're still selling out shows with a crowd full of white people who, for mm -hmm. some reason, love you. And right. I understand how they feel, but uh, how, how the artist, the black woman artist feels, but I feel like that, man, Twitter is getting dangerous because it's like they have this open access to say this shit that they're thinking, but it's uh -huh. it comes across weird, you know what I'm saying? Because it's almost like... It's, it's almost like... How, how can I put this? The fan base that you're looking for is not looking for you. The fan base that is there for you, you are not paying attention to them. I think it's but, 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 weird when it's artists like, do this, this shit. Nah, nah, it's like this, though, bro. It's like, you can get all the attention in the world from the girls that you, that okay. don't, that you don't like. Okay, you okay. get what I'm saying? But, but you want the attention of the specific girl. You get what I'm saying? And until you get her attention, none of you can mean nobody else matters. So it's like even though she's getting these crowds and she's making her money and you feel me sold out shows, she's not getting the attention from the culture. You feel me? And not being accepted in the culture is, is big. You feel me? Prime example, I, I got examples for everything I say, but you feel me let's say Nick Cannon. You feel me? He made his money. He did movies, music, he got plaques everything but some people still don't accept them 
in the culture. You feel me? Some people still find him corny, no matter how much money he got, no matter you feel me what he's done, and he started his own incredible uh, brand and all of that. Regardless of what he does, some people still don't accept him as a part of our culture. You know what I'm saying? So that could be what she's looking for. Is to accept it. You feel me? Like. Yeah, I think it's because yeah. I haven't heard her music or that I know of. I might have heard it and don't know it. That That's why it's hard for me to make the comparison because, like, Nick Cannon, of course, that was, uh, it's like, all right, yeah. But I don't know if if she's not being accepted because her music is corny. Is it not because it's whack? Is it because it, I don't really know what it sounds like. I'm not really 100% sure she's a rapper or a singer. If this is just something right. that I came across as I was looking at these different topics that were all kind of blending into each other, but it started to create a narrative that I figured that we needed to discuss, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I do right. think that it, it is hard for like, like, like how the whole Ari Lennox thing, like I understand like it is hard when you make a soul album and the soul train music awards doesn't respect it in your opinion. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Right. right but, right. but at the same time, as a person who definitely went and streamed the hell out of Ari's album, I, uh-huh. I really didn't care. I wasn't looking for her to, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it, it didn't, right, it didn't right, make right. a difference to me that she didn't win the award because I felt right. like that we were validation enough because I know she did numbers. I know the project did well. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, there's mad women who I know was trying to put niggas on to Ari, not realizing that we was already on to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, the album was great, right. but like, no name. I'm going to have to go. Matter of fact, I might go listen to it in between segments, you know what I'm saying? And then um uh-huh. see what it sounds like. I might even burn a record. Maybe not today, but eventually. But I, I wanna go see what it sounds like. That way I can really understand but, what's going on. But what 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 I think artists need to get back to is is making music for themselves, not for anybody else. You feel me? Don't look for the accolades, don't look for the 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 things that, that comes with it. You feel me? Like if if you do it for yourself, you feel me? None of that, none of your other stuff would matter. You know, I I just it's funny that we talking about stuff like because I just watched the uh, Rowdy interview on 106. It was Nick Cannon, uh, Nick Cannon uh, radio show, and he talked with so much wisdom, man, so much knowledge that you feel me? It's it's hard to bypass artists like that. You know what I'm saying? Like. He's not doing it for the accolades. He's not doing. He's doing it because that's his act. That's what he loves to do. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of who like it, who don't like it, who you feel me? So that that doesn't matter. You feel me? The accolades gonna come regardless. You feel me? If you do it for the passion, you feel me? It don't matter if one person shows to your show or a million people show to you. So you gonna give that same point. You feel me? And I think artists is too into themselves, you feel me, which is another social media style, because you look for people accepting, you look for, you feel me, what, what they got to say, their comments, and, and all of that. You feel me, like, there's certain artists that pay attention to that type of stuff, to where there's certain artists that don't even tune into that, you feel me, like, they do what they do, and, yeah, like, Drake, Drake makes music for himself. He might come out with a trap song, he might come out with an R&B joint. He might come out with an EDM or anything, you feel me? But if that's the move he's feeling, he's, you feel me? That's what he's doing. And, and he, like, he, like, let it work for itself, you know what I'm saying? Like, he don't even, I don't heard songs that Drake put out, and he ain't even come back and make a video to it. <laughs> 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 it's still bangers in the street. Well, 
Well, yo, like, since you let it do what it do and move on. <laughs> since you brought up Nick Cannon twice already, I might as well bring him <laughs> up a third time <laughs> when I tell you that this nigga Eminem smoked <laughs> smoked him again <laughs> on a verse on this new Fat Joe album. Mind you, it's Fat Joe. Oh man. It's Fat Joe, Dre, and Eminem on a song um with a fucking Mary J. Blige hook. Is this over Mariah still? Um, yes, because well, kind of, not even that. All right, recently, Nick, I forget who he was interviewing. He was talking to somebody. I think he was talking to Ti. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm not sure, but he said something, you know, out of pocket about Eminem again about the whole Mariah thing, and then he was talking about how, like, you know, I w- I was looking for that nigga. Like, I was gonna go to Detroit and pull up on him, and you know, we was gonna have to fight over that. Like, basically, that's how he carried it, right? So of course, uh-huh. of course. M catches wind of this and it's just like, oh, cool. All right. I'll, I'll diss him again in the record. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Because cause right. Nick was talking about how he still wanted to battle M and blah, 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 and all that shit like this, right? But this nigga, uh, this nigga mentioned in the whole diss, like, I got to stop listening to news clips. You know what I'm saying? So I know that's where he got the shit from. Like, he heard that clip and said, okay, I'm on you. <laughs> that's crazy, man. And Nick just keeps. He, I mean, you got to respect him because he did something, you know what I'm saying? Like, he did it all for us. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, listen, of, listen, much, listen, none of this shit matters in Nick Cannon's world. Nick Cannon is, none, is none, like, you right. know what I'm saying? But at the same time, <laughs> on some rap shit, and it's just funny just knowing the history of it, like, you know... <laughs> It's just funny. funny. You, you got to you got to listen to the verse. Like I, I don't even want to go pull up the lyrics and read it. You got nah, to I'm gonna def- I'm gonna definitely go listen to it. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, and, and, and then the, the song fact. is hard. Then the song is hard. It's not just like you know, it's a song where we just skip to the Eminem disc because it's there. No, like the beat is hard. Dre opens up killing it. Fat Joe's verse on everything on this album is fire. And then nah. to close it off, you got Mary J. Blige on the hook with Eminem dissing somebody. That's never, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's some unheard of shit. That, that's crazy. See, now, how did that do album do his first, first, uh, well, it just came, days it, it, it just came out. It literally just came out yesterday. At this because, point. because he had an album released at the at uh, club in, in Jersey in my hometown called Barco. And I'm on Instagram and my cousin is at the club. And he's on Instagram, like, <laughs> ain't nobody here. <laughs> like, this don't get like, like, ain't nobody come out to support Joe. Ain't nobody, you feel me? Like, even yeah, niggas that came, they was just standing around, man. That, so was I don't know just, that was probably just there. I'm pretty sure the album party that they had in Miami, where he'd be like that, or like in LA or something, it's probably. No, nah, this is this is the album release party that it was. The album was released, releasing at 12, and it was going to be in the club while the album was released. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, this right. was supposed to be that. <laughs> like, uh, everybody there, 12 o'clock, we, we popped the champagne album. You feel me? And he, my, nobody was there, man. <laughs> like, I mean, I, mean, I, don't, we, know, we, I don't know if it was just because it was in Jersey, and you feel me? He ain't getting no love in Jersey. If he would have been in New York, it might have been a different thing. But I'm just, I just want to know how these albums are going to look based off of the turnout he had for the album at least. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, we gonna might see, give I, it a listen. Nah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna impact it. And I ain't gonna front, yo. I mean, Fat Joe always puts out good albums. 
this shit is fire, yo. And, ah, he, and, then, and then listen, and then, and then you got it. It depends on what generation you talk. All right, put it like this. <laughs> put it like this. Put it like this. Whether or not he puts out good albums is a matter of taste. I'll give you that. But there is one thing that is a matter of fact. Fat Joe has at least a hit, a smash hit, every single time he drops. There's at least, at least one. one I can say. At least but, one. But but that hit always have a feature on it. Of course, of course, <laughs> I don't know. of course. Dad. I don't know, man. I'll, t- I'll tell you the one. I'll tell you the one, the, the radio one. I can tell you what the radio one's going to be right, right right now. The radio one. Wow. Now, because there's a couple joints that they got on here that could all go as as singles, especially in this day and age where the single doesn't exist except for when we're talking about radio. So, like, when I say the single, I'm just talking about what's going to work at the station. Whether or not it's going to be the hit, that's going to be up to the people mm. because whatever record streams the most... That's the one that's going to be the hit. But I'll tell you, this one right here is the one that radio is going to jump on. It's a cheat code. You you get um, wow. you get Jeremiah on a hook on a Youngberg, a.k.a. Hit Make a Beat, with Bryson Tiller mm. on the feature. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bryson's trying for anything. I support anything. He was on. So, yeah, if you got Bryson on, on, on the song, there you go. <laughs> I can see what you yeah, well, I'm overall sales. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually gonna make that my next um burn notice. Burn um, notice. Okay. So quick before you go, because I wanted to dig into this a little bit more, but I think this is a conversation that I want to let a week or two breathe before I dive into it, because I, I, I think Wack is gonna go do another interview in the next week or so. And oh, don't tell me you're talking about the him the, dissing Nipsey, man. Yeah, because they're... Oh, that's... <laughs> man. Man. He just, uh, before you even go any deeper into it, man, that, that's not something... You you feel me? Leave the dead alone, man. The way that man died, his name shouldn't be spoke back. He spoke on negative, negatively ever. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of, you feel me, your outlook and anything of the sort, man. Like, and, and I, and I believe that, like... Feel, the part about him saying that Nipsey was a sucker and like stuff like that, I was like, yeah, that is just straight flagrant, like disrespect yeah, instead man. of third. And, and how he was trying to, now here's my thing. Let me put this disclaimer out there for those of y'all listening. I'm not a fucking uh-huh. gangbanger. You know what I'm saying? So I don't right. know the rules of whatever the inner workings is this, that, and the third. I'm not going to pretend like I do. But what I am going right. to say is that, you know, I, 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 it's hard to listen to somebody rationalize for why a person does something to another person based off of something that he said to you. Not something right. that he did to you, but right. something that he right. said to you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and and I, I get it. If it's a gang beef, man, yeah. If it's a gang beef, you feel me? Then you take that up by that man is a lot. You feel me? You ain't have no words from You feel me? Y'all writing the same area. If you had a beef with that man, if you didn't like something that man said, you, you take that up. Right. Then and now, don't, it, don't wait till that man dead and gone to speak on his name negatively. Like, 
Right. Even if you did have a problem with him, at least you could say it's all right. He found me like and, that's and a bit. I man. think that's the whole thing that like like to where it's like all right. He says like he did what a, what a gangbanger is supposed to do. He said when you call when another gangbanger calls you a faggot, a pedophile, or or a snitch, you're supposed to handle your business and can't nobody say that's wrong because that's the rules of this jungle. I am not right. even going to begin to try to define what the rules and what the rules aren't because those are not my rules to define. However, right, all right, I'm right, saying right. is that I don't know if you need to talk to us about it on the fucking radio. You know what I'm saying? Like, like right. that, that's the whole thing that I think was throwing people off. But the part that he said about whether or not he considers Nipsey to be a legend, I think mm. deserves a second look. I, I, uh, mm. Like, whether I'm going to agree with him or not, I don't think I'm going to agree with him. I, in my opinion... Nipsey, in my opinion, of Nipsey course. is a legend, right? For, course, for, 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 for many, no for many reasons, have... for many reasons that don't have anything to do with rap. When I add rap to it, he's definitely a legend. But right. I think I've had this similar argument in a non-aggressive, whack one hundred way about Biggie wow. always being in everyone's top five, like. I, uh-huh. I think that um, subconsciously we we, we, we we have to regard someone in a certain position who was taken from us before they were able to reach their full potential. And that exactly. in, our, in yeah. our hearts, we add what their full potential could have been into how right. we regard them. Right. And exactly, man. I think so, so, so. Do I think that someone has an argument who says that Nipsey is not a legend? I think maybe. I don't know. But they would have to come up with a stronger argument than Wack has. I don't want to hear about he only dropped one album or he only had a million followers when he died and no radio hits and no platinum hits and no world tours because But, but that's he, he what did. makes him a legend, though. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? That, that's, that's what makes Because he did everything he did. Without having that major push, without having you feel me major labels behind him, and he started his own movement in the heart of his home, you feel me, his hometown. Like how how else are you supposed to do it? On top of having a baddest, you feel me, baby mother, girlfriend, wife, you feel me, in the game. Like how else right. are you supposed to do it? And he did it his way, just like Tupac came in and. He did it his way. Biggie came in. He did it his way. Right. And in Wax's defense, so this doesn't become like a shit on Wax situation because, first of all, I don't want want that kind of. I don't want that smoke. Uh, But all I'm saying is that, look, basically what I'm saying is that I don't think Wax intended for us to even hear the initial comment that he made. I think that audio was leaked. So now it's like, now that that audio leaked. I think think he did a. Like, you know how you come out the club and the paparazzi catch you and make a comment and real quick make a comment. I seen him do an interview saying that. You know what I'm saying? Not even on no leak, you know, leak audio or nothing like that. I seen his face and the camera saying these words. Was that before was that before or after the leak? I don't know. Because I think I seen I think I've seen the same them. thing. I seen I think I've seen the same interview that you're talking about. But I think that yeah, might have yeah, been yeah. cuz it's funny because like, like he had to explain himself. But but then if that's the case, you know what I'm saying? Like 
come up with a better explanation. You know what I'm saying? It's PR control. You feel me? Like, that's not something that you want on record. Because, <laughs> God forbid, you feel me? I don't never want to see no man die. But if something that happened to you, well, you feel me? Now you're opening the door for people to speak on your name negatively. And not even that. When you're not here no more. You know what I'm saying? His artist, he's managing Blueface. You know what I'm saying? And Blueface has an album that's supposed to come out, like, I think at the end of this month. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that Wack speaking about Nipsey in this way? Remember, we talked before about an artist weaponizing their fans, right? Do you think that mm-hmm. Wack right now could be weaponizing Nipsey's fans right now and not realize it to work against the Blueface project? Because, like yeah, I said before, yeah. I believe that people hold control a lot of the power when it comes to certain shit. And I mean, if people mm-hmm. say it's not the one, then it's not the one no matter how great the music is it's just not gonna right. go we see that shit happen every day so it's gonna be right. interesting to see like if this blue face album flops i think it's because of what's all this shit that's going on right now i think it's all this you, 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 the- you don't have enough substance to, to make it pass you feel me those comments i don't think because to me there's a lot of people that, there's more people out here that support Nipsey than it is that support wax cops. You get what I'm saying? So it's like with you having a manager how you with you having a manager making those comments when your album is about to come like Yeah, because he had to, to walk out of an interview. PR run. Like he walked out of an yeah. interview. He was on the No Jumper podcast and he had to walk wow. out of that interview because he didn't, because, you know, Adam from No Jumper asked him about Wack and the Nipsey comments. And he's just like, oh, fuck that. When he gets up, he got out of there because, you know, I'm pretty sure in his mind, he doesn't want to be caught in the middle of this shit, especially when he got out. And, and the thing and the thing is, Blueface is crook. Nipsey is crook. Right. Now you got to deal with the whole, that, this is, that's not even music. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a whole different thing you got to deal with outside of music. You know what I'm saying? First of all, you're being represented by, they would say the other side, the black is blood. You feel me? So now you got to live behind a blood's comment in your crib. You know what I'm saying? I grew up a little bit in the game culture, so I know a little bit how it goes. You feel me? But that is, you feel me? Niggas is not going to take too lightly in the hood that <laughs> at all. You feel me? Especially if everybody in the hood you feel me, is, is represent Nipsey. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to have to deal with that, man. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know what he can say. The only thing I think, he got to take the, uh, what was the dude from the Clippers, the uh, owner of the Clippers? <laughs> you feel me? You, you got to fire him. You got to go. You feel me? In order for you, you're going to have to push your album back. You feel me? Do, do a new marketing scheme. And, and, I think that's the best route because now everywhere you go, you won't have to answer these questions. And depending on how you answer these questions, it's going to be how you proceed. Yeah, and they, if you they're, definitely, they're definitely going to ask him these questions for the next two, three, four, five, six years. Like there's going to be an interviewer five years from now, if he's still around, to he's going to ask him these questions. Eventually, and, and he's going nice. to have to take a point of view. He's going to have to pick a side of the argument. And they're not going to let him, or he just can't do interviews anymore. Right. Like, I think exactly. he's at that position right now. He can't do interviews and, anymore. And then part of the game, they're going to see if you're going to take a blood side or you're going to take a crip side. With you being crip, you repping crip, 
your name is Blueface. You feel me? Like, how are you going to react? How right, are well, you going to support? Well, let's end this on a right. never light note. Talking about another crip. Um, Snoop Dogg is releasing a <laughs> lullaby album for infants. Oh, man. So basically, he teamed up with this company, um, and he's going to be putting out a album that's going to drop, like, you know, um, called, um, what is the shit called? I don't know if it, it has a title. I can't see the title yet. Lullaby Renditions of Snoop Dogg. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but basically, hey, uh, Rockabye Baby Music is who, is who he teamed up with. So it's going to be like instrumental, but like lullaby, like music box type of songs. But the track listing mm. is Gin and Juice, What's My Name, Beautiful, Drop It Like It's Hot, Lay Low, Sensual Seduction, Young, Wild, and Free. <laughs> Everybody doing it and just keep doing it. 
yeah and then um yeah next week um i'll be back out the way so you already know we're gonna be back at it and we're gonna do some end of the year wrap-ups and some shit like that so um yeah i'm about to go take care of a couple things and then i gotta hit jada up in a little bit to do unpopular opinions and then yeah so yes, we're gonna, i'm gonna get into a burn notice and i'm gonna holler at you all right hey bro be safe man tell jada i said what's up all right this next burn notice is another joint off this Fat Joe album. This one's called Hands On You, featuring Jeremiah and Bryson Tiller. Yeah. Don Talk. Ben. Notice. 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 You've been burned. I got free liquor. Free liquor. Gold bottles, we toast, cause we richer. Bella Hadid, Habib, can't be thicker. She's the baddest, believe you me, nigga. I'm one of the goats, one of the most. Niggas, it's real, fuck how you feel, I'm fucking them both. And this ain't accidental. Stop, stop, and get about that rental, everything is paid for. House on the hill, chandelier, the richer mail. He the type to hit the bathroom whenever they bring the bill. And I'm a type to walk a chick through the kitchen. Good fella, when he speaks, they all listen. Set this roof on fire, watch your motherfucker burn. Last time was punch rhyme, but this time I brought the urn. To whom's concerned, we reppin' the squatters. Me and Dre see more faces than Midnight Marauders. Hit the lights, you know it's money everywhere. Part in my pockets, I had to drop it cause you dead. She know my name, been wanna scream it since she met me. Let's get it poppin', you know that I'm watching. Ooh, as soon as I get my hands on you. Hit the lights, you know it's money everywhere. Pardon my 
my pockets, I hit the drop it cause you dead. She know my name, been wanna scream it since she met me. Let's get it poppin', you know that I'm watching. Ooh, as soon as I get my.